0: Okay, welcome to the uh, Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast from the dorms in uh, Scranton, New York. Marius Angelin, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at Scandlux.com. Yeah, so uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Gothenburg hockey and your background and how you came over via frelunda and then uh little comparison swedish juniors versus usphl ncdc and north american hockey league and where it's going to go for you but you got an interesting background for sure so um and i can't remember i think i was contacting you approached you a little bit because I was doing this kind of project, Swedish players that are playing juniors here. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, that's kind of how I connected with you a little bit and finally got you on.
1: Yeah, yeah, finally. Took a <laughs> while, but
0: here I am. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's tell everybody uh, that perhaps the Swedish people where you are sitting now. And so they can look you up on Google Maps.
1: Yeah, right now, I mean... Uh... Scranton in between Scranton Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Uh a little place called uh, Pittston. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in a dorm right now, uh living here and playing for uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights uh, in yep. the NCDT. Uh, so that's that's where I'm right now.
0: Yep. And for those who don't know, uh 61185 defenseman, originally from Becken outside of uh Gothenburg. So let's yes. let's take us back. Where you started? Uh, where is Becken? For those who don't know, uh,
1: Becken is located in Gothenburg, uh, Sweden, uh, in the west part of the uh, city. Um, uh, and I started playing there when I was six years old, and I uh, stay with uh, Becken for pretty much all the way up to my first G twenty year. Yep. Uh, when I made the move to Mundal to play in the g20 regional uh and uh, yeah i've been always a becking guy i'd say uh always uh been loving it there and uh having a like great time great memories and yeah
0: i i have to i think there's been i, I and i have to look back who else we had on from Becken, um but it's gonna take me too long to 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 look at it. But I know we had some other people because we later on we'll talk about our initiative with Target aid through uh Klubben i Benimetjata. And I, yeah. I, I think it was um it may have been uh Viklund that played in Frölund. I I
1: think he's from uh Lerum, if I'm he's not from wrong. Lerum,
0: okay, yeah. But explain, let's talk a little bit about the Gothenburg region because you got a lot of, of course, Frölunda is the, the big yeah. club there that is the SHL and the number one spot. And they've been doing a phenomenal job. And they're sucking up all the talent. And you got all these feeder programs like Becken, yeah. Mundal, uh, Who else is there? Uh, I'd, I'd say
1: like Hornhaus is a big. Uh, yeah club
0: no second top is is in stockholm what's uh um ah there's some of these smaller clubs that are all over gothenburg but frölunda is so grown up there is frölunda the the team that everybody pulls for
1: yeah yeah uh for sure uh if you're not a frölunda fan you're you're not from gothenburg pretty much everybody cheers for the shl team and as a hockey player, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for everyone. Uh, when you start up in one of these smaller clubs, you love it, and you're always excited to play against Fralinda. Uh Nothing special, really, when you're younger. But uh, everybody had the same dream. At the age of U18, you wanted... To make the move to Frölunda, everybody yeah. wants to play Frölunda pretty much when you're from Gothenburg, and that's the team you want to make, uh, pretty much, and to be in that academy.
0: So, so of course, since we're on the tail end here of this World Juniors that was in Gothenburg and played in Scandinavium, and uh, what's the other Frölunda. Frölunda- yeah. So, did you grow up going to Frölunda games, SHL games, when you were younger? It's a special place. I've never actually been there. Um, because we had lexand and why go anywhere else if you want to go watch hockey? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I grew up uh watching like the SHL team, and then uh from time to time as I got older I uh went to some of the junior games, uh in Fernand boy as well. Uh, yeah. and but the SHL team is such a big, big yeah. team and
0: like so at the so let's let's talk a little bit about you know your journey so i don't see in your in your profile tv puck tournament
1: uh no uh that's uh but, i, but, I didn't make... but,
0: but but I'm sure you were chasing it and were part of the of the uh tryouts and all that stuff like everybody else
1: yeah yeah uh our year uh the o3s actually won the tournament which was uh uh we had a stacked, stacked couple of guys coming from from uh, Gothenburg area uh, from the O3s and uh, I made uh, the first like selection of people from every club pretty much in Gothenburg selected I think up to eight people uh, from different places or different clubs and then we had some tryouts and then they cut the whole uh, region down to 35 players or something like that and i made that team uh and we were 35 for pretty much a whole season until leading up to uh tv where they cut the last 10 people uh and i was one of the guys who got cut but uh, at the time i wasn't <clears throat> wasn't one of the guys who should have been playing in that tournament I was still small and unmature as a player so uh I pretty much knew I wasn't making that team.
0: Yeah. So uh, how does that prepare you for, because the next step in your, in, in your development is going to be uh hockey gymnasium. And so of course, if, if you're a Fräulunda guy, they're going to have the pick of the litter, so to speak, they're going to pick the top players in the country. And, yeah. and really some of the top players I, I in all of Southern Sweden, um, how was that because you're still was that then the realization that you had that that okay um uh I may not make hockey gymnasium there
1: uh I I, I think I realized pretty early like uh during that year of TV that for I wasn't uh the place I was going to be at because they had like a couple probably six defensemen ahead of me that were better. And then yep. I'd say a couple of defensemen who was at the same level as me that could have made it, made it as well. Uh, but I was looking into maybe moving and uh, like to one of the smaller clubs. And uh, for my, me and my parents, they didn't want me to move so far away. So I was just looking in the southern parts of Sweden. And uh, I know Troja was a option, uh, Tingstrød, uh but uh i didn't really want to make a move for high school to live out in one of those smaller towns and i wasn't much sure enough to make that move either and i said like i wanted to stay in gothenburg and stay with becken and getting a lot of play time instead of moving to some place and maybe not being able to play so much
0: so so if we if we talk about then the the so you decide to stay home and uh and uh, But then you had COVID year, right? Was that right, right about that yeah. time? Uh,
1: I think I played like two years in Beckham. And my uh, last U18 year, COVID hit. Uh, at the end of that season, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so since you're now over here in the U.S. playing, at what point did did you start thinking about, okay, what am I gonna do uh, after, after after gymnasium?
1: Uh, so after gymnasium, I I pretty much knew I wanted to do something with my hockey because uh, my both of my siblings uh, went on exchange students years. One to Kenya in Africa, and my brother went over to the States to play some high school hockey for a year, and I wanted to do something similar and take a year to. Uh, play hockey, but I didn't want to leave right during gymnasium uh, and play shit hockey somewhere in the States. I wanted to play some good hockey. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, I made the decision that I was going to look into it and uh, that's one of the main reasons I made the move to uh, Mundal from Becken because I wanted to play at the regional level, yeah. level and by that time Becken was at, still in the G20 Division 1 yep uh, so I wanted to play at a high, higher level to try and maybe find a find a way to get over to
0: the states and 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 there you also had the opportunity to play on the a team or the the men's team split time yep. practice which i'm sure helped your development quite a bit
1: yeah yeah uh, i was i was practicing a lot with both teams and uh, we 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 were struggling with the g twenty team to start off and then we kind of picked it up and had a good year there, too, and uh, I developed a lot uh, with my shorty and stuff, playing with the men's team, uh, especially defensively, and I had a good coach there who was on me uh, a lot for making harder passes, playing harder, and playing like that more than just the junior type of hockey.
0: Yeah, but then 22-23, did you start off going back to Beckham?
1: yeah i i made the move back to becken because uh, they, the they moved the yeah, they moved back they made they moved back up to regional and pretty much all my friends uh from past years play there and then there was a like dispute uh about like signing with the a team in mundal and becky wanted to sign me so i made the move to Becken uh to mainly play in the for the division 2 team and to help out with uh, the UG20 team yeah uh, But so the case was
0: i yeah so yeah. so then you get caught up in the politics of hockey
1: yeah it kind of <laughs> uh, i played uh, i start off that year uh, we only uh, it was me and another defenseman uh, in the same position as me and I3 who was also signed to the division 2 team uh, the men's team. Uh, we both start off the year great. We had some good preseason games, but we were. I think we signed like nine defensemen on that team because uh, they wanted a wide roster. Because the year before they had a lot of people hurt and out. Uh, so it, I didn't play a lot of games. I was scratched, a uh, healthy scratch, and I get, got to play in the June twenty games, uh, yeah. and I felt like I was kind of dominating dominating there as a defenseman. Uh, I played, I think, seven games and I had point per game in that league. And by the time fall hit uh, in October, late October, I know I was kind of pissed at the situation, not getting my opportunities I wanted to get on the men's team. Yeah, uh, I know now that maybe I wasn't the best uh, defenseman on that team and didn't really deserve to play at that level, uh, for that team, uh, that year. Uh, but I, I got a call from, uh, uh, Potomac Patriots, uh, which I had contact during that summer with, uh, to go over there. And they offered me a scholarship And I said, yeah, why not try it out and go over there for the experience and, uh, have some fun with the hockey and make, make it over. Yeah. Uh, because I initially didn't want to play Tier 3, uh, mainly because I I didn't know much about it, but mainly because it was so expensive at first. Uh, but then I got the scholarship and I said, like, why not? Uh, it's not working out for me right here uh, in Becken at the moment. So uh, I figured, uh, why not try it out? So I went over in beginning of November
0: uh, to... So how how was that in terms of, of course, you had a lot of other um, Swedes on that team, right? I think there's, when I'm looking at that roster, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, I believe, right? That Swedes on that team.
1: Yeah, we were a lot of Swedes on that team. uh, And that was one of the main reasons that it was kind of, easy decision to make because uh, I, I spoke with them before I signed and uh, got a good feeling of how it was. It was, of course, uh, easier to go over knowing that you have some fellow Swedes with you on the team and you could talk to and uh, they tell you pretty much how it is and how things work uh, and how they're different from Sweden. Uh, so, and I, I, I loved it. I loved it there. We had a lot of fun and the coaches loved us Swedes. Uh so we got special treatment, treatment sometimes, uh which was nice and uh, we had a blast that year.
0: So did you billet then?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I billeted with the billet coordinator, uh and I live with uh, Max Newstrom and uh Elias Algotson home. Okay. Uh, so I got to live with t- two Swedes on a team. Uh and we got uh our own we had a big room upstairs at the top in the in a pretty nice house out in the woods and uh, <clears throat> yeah it was it was nothing but fun it was kind of hard to have your privacy and stuff but we had a lot of fun
0: yeah so potomac which is which is outside of dc or did you guys pr- play at the Haymarket? is that the rink that was your home rink uh
1: no i we played at prince williams high center it's
0: called okay uh, I I've been up there through through the years in youth ta- tournaments and, and it may have been the youth team, uh the, the okay, Potomac yeah. um youth hockey teams that play out there in Haymarket. They, there's like a three sheet um rink okay, out yeah. that way. Um so I wasn't quite sure. But uh <laughs> but then yeah. you went home over Christmas. I went home. I went home for Christmas, uh had my book back back
1: uh or my flight booked. On the way back, uh, I was planning on going back over. Uh, and then on the 27th of December, my friend called me up. and My my best friend, my all-time friend who plays in Fralunda, uh, he calls me up and says, uh, uh, is it cool if my coach gave you a call in like 10 minutes? And I, I'm like kind of shocked. Uh, but I obviously wanted to to have the opportunity to go skate with them. And I said yes. And the coach called me up. Uh, and he asked me to come skate with him uh, uh for a couple of days in between on the break uh, which i did and he ended the call with saying like uh are you going back to the us or is it maybe possible to, for you to stay if, if if we need you and i was pretty sure if i got the yeah. uh got the opportunity to play for Frelunda i would i would do it so i told him it's Probably possible for me to stay. <laughs> and then I had my, pre- I was there for like two, three days. Uh, then New Year's came and uh, I didn't really know if I was making that team or not. Because uh, the head coach was stuck, Martin delin was stuck in Buffalo uh, during a snowstorm. So I think he came back on the third and watched uh, for just one practice and the assistant coaches told me after that practice and uh, took me into a meeting with all the coaches. They they said I they want me on the team and they need me because they had a lot of defensemen out. Uh, yeah. And by that point, I just had to call up Josh Graham uh, in Potomac and uh, tell him what happened. And um, he was nothing but excited for me and happy that uh, I could play at that level and that they wanted me from Potomac. So he was really, really nice with that. And... Uh, helping me out a lot with the uh like transfer and stuff too
0: yeah because that's uh, that's not necessarily that easy um because of having to deal with two different hockey associations swedish hockey federation and then the and then the uh the usa hockey and um yeah you have to did you have to pay for the uh the transfer fees
1: uh all the way over to the I didn't have to because they covered that for me, which was really nice. And on the way back, I know uh, for Frilunda. I think it's supposed to be like a 10-day wait or something. Uh, yeah. for People coming from USA hockey into Swedish hockey. Uh, but because Frilunda had so great connection with the Swedish Ice Hockey Association, they kind of fixed it right away somehow. I don't know, really. Yeah really don't know how amazing how, how do that, that works happen, but it's, it's amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> we
0: got connections
1: yeah so so i got to play uh right there on the sixth and seventh uh right right away uh, went with the road trip and played both games and uh there was awesome.
0: yeah that must have been special because if let, let's 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 uh, for for uh kicks here uh you played with some okay, the these guys are not yet famous players, right? But there's you know, when you pull up a roster and you got one, two, three, four, five, there's five draft picks on the uh on the roster, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you got the younger boys that are also, I mean, what 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 doesn't show up are the guys that haven't been drafted yet. And there'll be some of these. Yeah showing up in in the future. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure I I I think uh at least two of the 06s that played with us are going to get drafted this summer. Yeah. Uh, who,
0: who, who, uh, and I who, who do you think? Who let, let's get the your prediction here.
1: I think Paul stanner will, will will be drafted, uh Max Grundstrom might be drafted and Mons Pulsson, uh I think he he's going to get drafted too. Yeah. Just, so it's what i think I, I don't know much about the upcoming draft year but i i know they are pretty solid players those three
0: so Kalle sterner from Gastorp. right yeah. which is which is kind of where yeah. martin dalin is from too
1: yeah it's close yeah
0: yeah so yeah really good player uh played for vesta Jutland in uh, in tv puck tournament i think was the star star for for, for yeah for that and got a lot of press yeah
1: i remember my last u16 year i was playing up with the u18 team in becken and we played against grassdorp and Kalle. we played against Kalle as an 06 uh, and i was playing up as an o3 so he yeah. was really really young and played in the u18 so yeah i wasn't shocked heard he was he was in pro yep
0: yep all right so so you you were able. To, so did you finish the season then with with uh, Frölunda?
1: Yeah, I fin- finished the whole year with them. Uh, and as you said, we had a stacked roster. Uh, yep. We had a lot of good good talent and a lot of great people on that team, and uh, we kind of choked in the playoffs against Ruggle, who later got to win it all. So it was a tough tough loss there in the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah. Who won against which team? What do you mean? Who did they who did Regla win this, the final against? Uh, uh I don't even remember. Quiz I think Quiz time here. Blue and white. I I think it was you, Garden. No. Nope. Was it Lexon? It was Lexon in the was, final. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I had to get it in there. I had to get a little Lexon uh yeah the moment in, in every podcast. Yeah. I'm not at all biased. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but then so now, then all of a sudden, uh, you're in a different position. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because when you went over and played Tier 3, you're coming from J20 yeah. region. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of the people are looking at that. And they and they don't see – they look at your stats and they say, ah, uh, didn't play J20 national, so we're not interested. Yeah. You as a player hasn't changed that much from – from no, the no. season with, with Frölunda. But unfortunately that's the way it is. It's a, it's a little bit of yeah. a, but all of a sudden now you played at J20 national and you get, the, you get attention.
1: Yeah. And I played for one of the pro, most known of programs in Sweden. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people over here knows about Frölunda. Uh, and from, I don't know where I was a guy people wanted to take a look at for once. Uh, because I knew I was at one of one of the better players at uh, the regional level back home and for sure in tier three two, and then I finally got the break and try like was able to play at the top level in Sweden for the first time in my life, which was yep. really fun and uh, now I got some different looks from from over the state in the states as well,
0: yeah, talk a little bit about because you have an advisor and talk about how did that change so so. Did they handle most of the negotiations and 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 because because at the time you want to go now back over there right and the conversation is do you yeah right because you you still had one more year no no were you done you I was
1: done with my juniors in Sweden and had one more year over here
0: yeah so uh, so, so which teams were were interested because I'm sure that you got invites to every every null camp the main camps but. You can't go to all of them, and and you know. So, at what talk about how yeah. the tender and draft process from your perspective?
1: Yeah, so I, I knew a little bit more than most people do because I was already over there, and I knew I wanted to go back. And then uh, I hired a scanned American as an advisor. He's a guy, Sebastian Grandvorius, his name is, and he's a guy who just does does this for fun and want to help people out and he helped me a lot like with reaching out to different teams and uh, talking to them and helping me out that way yeah and as you said i got a lot of invites to main camps and stuff and that i didn't really want to go to a main camp because if i went to a main camp i knew there a lot of teams just just to money grab and never take a look at you even yeah and i had to get my visa before i got over and if I went to a main camp, I had to go there by... Uh, most of them are in July, so I had to go over pretty early. Uh, and I tried to avoid that as much as possible. And then uh, I had a friend a, or a teammate in Ferlunda who wanted to go over as well. And his advisor was talking with Danbury. And at the day of the draft, <clears throat> he calls me up and says, yeah, I think I'm going to get drafted by Danbury. And I, I asked him, like uh could could you just check with the coach if he's interested in another d man uh or in a d man and uh, and he did and the coach uh, reached out right away uh watched a uh, ton of cl- clips of me that day and watched watched through a lot of my right. e20 national games and then at that night he called me up and uh, said yeah we we're going to draft you with strample uh we l- really like how we play and Uh, We want to have you on our team for next year. So at the day of the draft, it drastically changed for me. They pretty much told me that they were going to draft me if I wanted to. And at that time I was, I was having some conversations with uh, the new team, New Hampshire and going to Maryland's training camp. Yeah. But I knew Maryland was a good team and I didn't know if I I was going to make that. So I just, I just jumped at the opportunity to get drafted, and uh, and they picked me as Alexander Stremple, uh back to back in the in the null draft, um, and then we made the decision to go over there, and we didn't have to attend the main camp. We just went right to the training camp, which was which was nice.
0: Yeah. So, but there's no guarantee, even if you're drafted, that you're going to be on the opening day roster, and right? that you're going to make it through training camp, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh I think all the all the draft picks that they had from the US had to attend the main camp too. Yep. Uh it was just cuz our visa didn't work that we kind of had to figure that out first. Yep. Uh, so you're like so we, okay.
0: I'm glad yeah. that didn't have to attend you know, that. Yeah. I mean, if you go to a main camp, it's it's pretty uh interesting. Here's uh, 200 players all in one place and um trying to fight it out and you know lots can happen you can stink it up or you can shine and at the end of the day it's just a there is no there is no you don't get any it's just pass or cut yeah just because you tore it up doesn't mean that you now are any better off for the at training camp. Yeah. So so talk about how it was for you to get to, to training camp. So now you and your buddy did, did you bill it there too in Danbury?
1: Yeah, we yeah, we did a, we did a billet. We lived with a, just one one guy uh, who had a really, really old house built in seventy <laughs> seventy-five. Uh so it was kinda kinda shitty house at first and we were kind of shocked. He had a big, big yard and two dogs and used to have like a farm at his yard and uh, he was kind of, kind of odd at first. Uh, We got the feeling he was kind of cheap and he worked a lot. Uh, So he left in the morning, came home late at night, worked all day and then he didn't really buy us stuff to eat. So we had, we had some disputes in the beginning uh, when we first got there with, with the food and stuff. And as time went by, things just got better and, uh, me and Strumpel both lived there with an American guy named Pierre on the Danbury team. Yeah. Uh, and we got, all of us three just... Uh, like, uh, we took our time there and fought it through. And then uh, I think two months in, we we started to really like it. And the dogs were awesome. And we make, made it a good place to live. And we had a lot of fun in that house. So, uh, and, and the bill at that was... We were also getting to know him a bit more and he, he he's a weird character but such a nice guy and uh, I really appreciate
0: my time I was I had there. so so so, so how big of it was that something that you had thought about when you were in Sweden coming over here and was it all about hockey but this thing about learning to live with teammates and a billet parent and yes, it can be awkward and different. But it's about building relationships as well. Yeah,
1: yeah so I, I I had billet I was billeting before, uh so I knew a bit bit about it. Uh, and then we got to know that summer that they made it happen so me and Alexander Strempel could live together. Uh, yeah. but we had to have, we had to have an American guy with us with a car and I ended up being Pierre and I'd say like I have a life life lifetime connection with Pierre just now for living with them and all the memories we created during that half year. So, and,
0: and, uh, and I guarantee you that's that's that goes both ways. He's gonna remember like yeah me and two Swedes.
1: Yeah, two juniors was, together. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of fun story. Uh, because I got cut from the team in uh, mid of November and I moved out here to. Pennsylvania and Strumpel decided to go home after Christmas or before Christmas and not come back. So uh, me and Strumpel had the same flight booked home for Christmas and Pierre drove us to the airport uh, the day. And when we we left the car uh, to say goodbye, he started to cry because we had such a strong relationship from from living together and the experience he got yes, from having us two suites and how, how it would differ from him now. It was such an emotional moment, but uh yeah,
0: it was kind of beautiful at the same time. That's awesome. That I mean, you know, um it is me, yeah. that's building relationships and stuff. So yeah, I saw that Strempel was now playing in Mundal Division Two. Um and- yeah. But but he wasn't cut. I mean, in uh, in uh, for Danbury, right? Just no, he
1: wasn't. He decided to uh, to make the move home. He didn't uh, really like it there, being alone as a Swede, and uh, he figured he'd done the experience, and he decided to to move back home.
0: Yeah, before because next thing I want to talk about is kind of because I think that's important in terms of what are your goals and and you know. A lot of people come over to play just for fun, but there's also the college opportunity, right? But before yeah. we go there, um, well, or let's go there, you know, because if you're not going to go to college and you got an opportunity to then go play Division Two and then try to get up in Hokkaettan in, in, in Sweden, yeah. which is to, totally doable if you're a good player, Versus college, but w- w- what's what's in the cards for you? It's tough, uh, it's tough to just just playing for one season to try to earn a scholarship, but still, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the college route is definitely a good route. Uh, although, if you don't make NCAA Division One, it's gonna cost you. Yep. Uh, if you don't get the scholarship, uh, which is uh, which depends, of course. They you could find some other scholarship for sure uh but for me uh i'm i was going over to denver i was still hoping to kind of maybe maybe find a way to get a d1 scholarship if i played really good uh now i maybe realized it's it's out of reach uh and d3 is gonna be the option for me and i mean the the way college works over here is that you could study and play Good level of hockey, which you really can't do back home. Yep. Uh, so that's the thing that's intruding to me, because uh, uh, I want to play at a high level and be able to uh, have a career after after my, my time with hockey. And that's the college trial. That's why that's so good for you.
0: But, now, now you uh, just got to figure out how to pay for it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That that's the problem, and uh, I I got to figure out if if I wanted to like make that sacrifice four years over here uh or if i just want to go back home and try to make make my way up the swedish system uh so I, i i still don't know it depends on the offers i get and how how the school is and of course the the money part as well
0: yeah so uh let's talk a little bit about your now from a hockey perspective how do you compare because you played at so many different levels you played in you played in J twenty region in Sweden. Yep. You played so let's compare first J twenty region versus J twenty national. Uh
1: yeah, that, that's that's a big jump, uh for sure. sure. Uh and I, I only played in the top ten uh J twenty national, so I guess the top ten teams, uh which was all all teams were really good. Uh I think every team except Two teams uh, were SHL clubs.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so and the two other was Hockey Allsvenskan. Uh, so I mean that that's it's it's faster. It's way more professional uh, the way the programs are run uh, and the way you practice. Uh, so I'd say it's a it's a big it's a big difference between the leagues, both professional wise and and skill wise and playing wise.
0: And and Martin Dalin does not like you going uh, glass out. No, no, that's
1: that that's also a thing that's way different from what we here. Uh in Fralunda you're you're supposed to make the pass on the tape and uh never just
0: it doesn't matter pass how much the pressure. away. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much pressure you have. Yeah. You have to play yourself out of it. Um yeah. Icing the puck is not popular in Frölunda.
1: No, it's not. Uh sometimes you had to and uh sometimes it, the coaches were okay with it. But uh, mostly they wanted, wanted to create some offense directly from the breakout. So it's, it's, it's different from over here for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. So how do you then compare analysis compare USPHL Premier to NCDC to null.
1: Uh Okay. I'd say USPHL Premier is such a big league. It's such a, a lot of teams. Uh, so the top teams uh, are certainly good. They, they are at the I'd say a good level of G twenty regional. Uh, but then the bad teams are they are bad. Uh, yep. Some of the teams are, are not not at the same level, and uh, makes the league league value go down. I'd say, uh, and that's the thing about NCDC. It's fewer teams now. They open up the west. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know a lot about, uh, but I know uh, it's it's definitely uh, a step up uh, uh, from from Premier, and it's more more serious programs, uh, more players who, who are skilled, and more systems, and uh, it's it's just faster, more physical, and all around a better better league than the Prem. And then I'd say a null, null is another set too uh null is even more skilled players uh a lot of more d one commitments uh and a league that's that's like all teams are pretty much uh good teams there as well and you have thirty two teams in that league right now so yeah it, null is a good good place to be
0: yeah uh you should talk to reach out to Lucas Carlson. Uh, Swedish player that plays in um, Idaho. Spudgeon.
1: Idaho, yeah,
0: and yeah. Uh, played in New New Jersey. Wasn't getting the the playing time, so for the development, he's an O five. But he came over to Idaho, and uh, five thousand people go to their games, and he yeah, came over. 100. He has now he has long blonde hair. He's not a he's not a small dude. He's six two two hundred, and gotten a fight the first game and uh, you know uh in a small place it's it's a pretty cool place to go um yeah which is a little bit different than than on the east coast uh, and all of those teams is pretty impressive because the NCDC teams that were in the USPHL premier um those are um uh run a little bit differently and and if you look at the the staff on the rosters and and uh, you know they're not small budget teams. Um, no, you know you got Pueblo, you got Ogden in Utah, you got some good teams out that way, and and it's it's interesting how that's. I I, I have to be honest, I thought that it was going to be a little bit of a down, but my my opinion has changed of NCDC West.
1: Yeah, I, I think they. They start off with a bad reputation from the from the other D.C. regions, I guess, or divisions. Uh, but they certainly made a name from themselves. And it's it's different out there because hockey is pretty much the only thing in each of those towns. So they get a lot more fans. And I, I'm sure it would be a blast to play out there uh, just for their experience and, and that. But then if you look at it, if you want to go the college route, it's better for you to play in one of the ncdc leagues out east because all the colleges are out here and they will watch you more
0: yeah Uh, so yeah and it's it's a shame for swedes that they can't go you know for swedes are coming over playing noll and they want to go to college it's it's tough because yes NCDC is a feeder for 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 uh, NCAA D three, not necessarily a great destination or or a. If you want to play D one, it's a great step to be able to get from NCDC to NA to NCAA yeah. D one. But if you, but if you're comparing, you got the AJ and you got the OJ and you got the CCHL on the Canadian side. Yeah, that I think are are. Great alternatives if you're right on the on the edge of null, but but Swedes can't play there.
1: No, I know. Uh, I I I found out that the hard way when I was looking in some into some options after getting cut from Danbury. Uh, I was looking into the Canadians League, and BC is the only league that opened up this year for imports, and that's that's a step higher than the North, so that wasn't an option either.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and then you got some of the other ones. You do have some of the, like the GMHL um, in Canada, but it's more, there's some really good teams in there. But there's a lot of not good teams either. Um, yeah. So NCDC, I think, has got a spot, you know, um, and, and, but I see it more as a, as a, as a league of, uh of a a trampoline to be able to get to you know especially for swedes are coming over null teams are going to be skeptical right they they wonder they wonder is this person this kid going to be able to translate to the u.s game and 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 having them a year in in the ncdc to prove themselves to be able to get into the null is not a bad thing and and I, I yeah. mean, wouldn't you say that the it's hard to get used to the, the style of game too?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that, that's one of the problems for our Swedes because we we end high school kind of late. Uh, we can't do the online school or jump ahead a year. It's kind of hard to do that. So you, you will just have two years uh, after high school pretty much to get your name over here and try to make a good team. Uh, and if you didn't play in the E20 National back home, you're you're gonna have a tough time to finding your way into the null for sure. Uh, if you tore up the E20 Regional, you will have a chance, or maybe take a chance just going through uh, main camp and training camp and make the team that way. But they're pretty pretty defensive uh, with their uh, tenders and draft picks, uh, especially drafting
0: across the border. Yeah, I mean, you really have to if you so, got. Pick- uh, if you, if you comparison comparing yourself to a a draft pick or a tender versus a free agent at main camp, you have to yeah. be better. You can't be the same. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You will always have a have a <clears throat> better and easier way to make the team if you're if they know who you are before you got to the to the camp for sure.
0: yeah So what's the next chapter here? You got. Um, uh, the the rest of the regular season in in Scranton, but you could also get called back up in in the Null, um, Is still an option, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I I don't know if if my resume from the year right now uh, is bringing me back to the Null, but uh, if it happens, it would be would be fun to end up in the Null for this year. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm just focusing on being finishing out the season here right now.
0: Yeah, and then and then we'll see if you're going to be in the NCAA. Uh, we may see as one of these uh social media pops up says, uh, Angeline commit. Um,
1: yeah, maybe we'll see.
0: Gustavius University in uh, Minnesota, maybe. Gustavus Adolphus. Uh, it's it there is a Swedish uh, college, D3 college, Gustavus Adolphus in Minnesota. Oh uh, there is oh uh, yeah, yeah I think they're D3. I think they're D three. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Last thing here to round it out. Um you met yourself you're what are you 20 now or 19? 20. 20. 20. You met yourself as 17. We always do this. Um, you get a year wiser every year. But you met yep. yourself at seventeen. What advice would you give yourself that you didn't know back then that you know now?
1: Uh, for sure, something in the lines of trying to be tougher mentally, uh, trying to not think, think, or think, think, uh, think stuff over too much, and just accept them for what how they are and the way things work and. Uh, try to trust yourself and how good you are pretty much it's yeah that's that's what i would tell myself for sure
0: that's good good advice all right last thing uh the team in my heart uh through target aid here we talked about a little bit earlier i got a feeling i know which one it is yeah
1: uh, and it's it's always going to be the same and it always has been the same it's going to be back and yeah uh, i grew up there and it's 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 my team, uh, and I had such a good, me- such many good memories from that team, and uh, we had a great, great uh, '03, 3s as well. A lot of guys who's still playing to this day, and uh, yeah, I'd say I'm a be- Beck guy.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, I was gonna hope uh, my son's playing in tomorrow. Uh, in okay, Sweden. yeah. Yeah, so uh, so uh, the bad thing about it, you have to tell the guys in in Becken. It's it's unfortunate they don't have. Um, it's Gothenburg politics because Swedish hockey TV does not air their games. It's really crappy. So yeah, if, I, if they're playing yeah, in Becken, you can't watch it.
1: I I think uh, it was because of the Sandbo drivers or something like that uh, getting shown during the intermission something silly like
0: that i don't know it's it's a privacy Uh, it's a it's a city of gothenburg privacy issue that is causing them not to be able to there's there's very strict privacy rules so for example yeah um so so because of that it really sucks because you can't um it's hard for the players to get exposure because they can't be on swedish hockey tv which means it won't be on instat and other platforms um yeah and for me who likes to watch um, you know, keep in touch when I'm here in the U.S. It really stinks. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hear you.
0: So do the. Yeah, that's, that's... But but here's what we're gonna do with 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 Target Aid. We're gonna make sure that it's really a, a an opportunity for teams to be able to, to use it for content, um, and, and and build. And I think it's a cool story. Here you have uh, a back-end guy that is 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 having a time of his life in the US playing juniors and but his yeah. heart is still in in beckon which is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Marius, thank you for I almost went to Swedish there, but uh thank you for <laughs> jumping on and it's been fun, educational. And hopefully the people that are listening learn a few things about the path, the different levels and and the different experiences uh that that you've gone through to pass along to others.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast going through all this and my hockey history and whatever. So
0: thank you.